0: Hi, I'm Diane Chandler. And I'm Perry Grossman. And this is Own Your Throne. Ladies, your life is not over. You are just at the beginning of reigniting and redefining your life.
1: And through this show, you will meet inspiring women who have recreated and redefined what it really means to thrive and age gracefully. Our guests are some of the most
0: inspiring women on the planet. We were honored to sit down with each of them and get real about their own journeys and what it took for them to truly own their throne.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Perry Jones Grossman along with my co-host Diane Chandler and today we have a very special guest and you're going to love meeting her. Her name is Lauren Francis, otherwise known as the... Love, Love, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, sweetie. How are you?
2: I'm wonderful. It's, so, it's such a delight to be here with both of you. We are so
0: excited about this show. We were yes. talking about it last night. We're like, oh, we can't wait to talk to Lauren.
1: This is such a hot yeah. topic. And I'll tell you dating, okay? Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to yes. do, the, uh, do a chord from the organ. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> It's so difficult. I mean, especially women, you know, our show is geared towards women from 45 on up. So what do you think is the biggest misconception about women dating after 50?
2: Oh, well, I think we're in a golden age of romance right now in general. Mm -hmm. It's the, uh, you know, called the age of Corona and the golden age of romance. But I feel like I have a sweet spot of working with women who want to kind of reboot their love lives, and a lot of women come to me, you know, at they're su- suddenly single, mm-hmm. and they've never dated online before,
1: mm-hmm. right? Right.
2: And they think that you know they've either been cheated on or they've had children and they're empty nesters, and so I think that women that are ready to for another chapter in their life, which mm-hmm. includes really like what I call epic romance, it's your prime for romance
3: right? You've gotten
2: your career where you want it to be. You've had Mm -hmm. your children and now it's really me time.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. The show, as you know, is about women recreating and reinventing the second chapters of their lives or, Mm -hmm. or the next chapter of their life, right? I don't think we just have a second, we have a next. So we, our intention for the show is really to debunk the myth that at a certain age, you're no longer desirable, or there's no men out there, or we can't date, or I'll never find my man. And so we thought, That was that was why we wanted to have you on, because you're such an inspiration and you're like, what are you guys talking about? Like, we're just getting going. And so I think you're going to bring a lot
1: of inspiration to our listeners. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're going to start from the beginning. How did you become a matchmaker? How did you get into this business? Because I know you love it.
2: I actually am, I teach women how to be their own matchmaker. So I'm not a matchmaker per se, but I am an expert at digital romance. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a book called Dating, Mating, and Manhandling. And uh, then I did a tour. and then I was like, there's a sweet spot. There's like a, there was like a gap uh, that women needed information about how to do what I call romantic branding. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women have not kind of thought about their romantic image. And if you're dating online and anybody that's watching this or listening to this out there, that's dating online, a lot of women would come to me and say, there's no great men Mm -hmm. on match or there's Mm -hmm. no great men on dating apps. And I would say to them, well, let me look at your profile. Mm-hmm, let me mm-hmm. see what you're, you know, and basically dating online, you're, you know, whether you know it or not, you are creating an ad campaign for love. Yeah. <laughs> so that requires, you know, it's like the, vi- you know, from the visual to the written word and then how you engage with people mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. So I have women that come to me and I do something called Man Mac Makeover and I do private coaching and, um, we can share one of your stories. Yes, of we will. yes, we will. We will. <laughs> you know, so I have a lot it's of true. women who, um, you know, in every age category, but my favorite are women that are in, you know, after childbearing, you know, mm-hmm. 45 and over who really want to focus on, on what I call an epic love. Yes.
0: When women come to you, what is the biggest block that they have?
2: There's so many, (laughs) right? There's so many, like the biggest block, but the biggest block usually is that they, you know, I always feel like um, women have been kind of, and hopefully this is changing with like new generations. Right. Mm -hmm. But because we have more enlightened daddies and also mommies Mm -hmm. um, and the culture has really shifted, but away from being so ageist, but I feel like a lot of women feel like they lose value and they lose beauty Mm -hmm. and status Mm -hmm. when they get older and that they're not attractive anymore.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: And so, and they kind of lose, and also if you are, you know, your hormones aren't as juice, it's like we don't have necessarily that same drive. Mm-hmm. to just have sex with anything. Right. <laughs> so it's really, you know, it's got to be very intentional. Yes. And so, you know, what I, what I really work with women on is, in, you know, women often have diminished expectations and I actually encourage women to elevate their expectations,
4: mm-hmm. you mm-hmm.
2: know, and, and really kind of focus on what I call a vision of love. Like what is the thing that you've never had and what do you really want to, what do you want to manifest?
1: Right. I love that. So did you have, so let's just say you have someone who signs up with you and they want to use your services as a love coach. What is the first thing that you do for women before they even start the process?
2: Well, what I have women do is, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I have free podcasts on my website. I launched a podcast called Lauren's love RX. So I have a lot of free stuff that you can download and just listen to, Mm -hmm. but I, um, you know, when I work with women one-on-one, I have them do like an intake. They they fill out a questionnaire so that the conversation can be meaningful. Mm -hmm. And I talk about what are your biggest obstacles in creating love, Mm
4: -hmm.
2: right? Mm -hmm. So that could be, you know, I'm fighting with my ex about custody or that could be, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds. Everybody's always wanting to lose weight or they feel like um, they've been online and it hasn't worked for them. So a lot of it is overcoming you know, the things that they think are their limitations and figuring w- out workarounds. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm a very practical how-to coach. So I feel like the physical as well as the emotional are both important things to work on. That's what and I was going to say. It's yeah. so
0: interesting because um, I, Perry and I were saying this morning, I was like, Lauren is so great at at creating the online profile and making these women look. I mean, your before and afters are extraordinary. And, and, you know, really transforming the outside. But I think the, the, the thing that Perry was sharing because Perry used Lauren and um, <laughs> the thing that she, that Perry had hired, had hired Lauren, but the thing that Perry had shared is that, is that you do a lot of the inner work. Like what, mm-hmm. once they're in the relationship, you know, how do you show right. up? What is it exactly you're looking for? You know, how do you yeah. attract that person? And then, and then flourish in that relationship. Well,
1: I have to, and I don't mind sharing about this at all because you mm-hmm. did perform magic for me. Mm-hmm. And Diana were talking about last night, and I she was like, "What did she do? What did she shift the most in you?" Mm-hmm. And I think I was so beaten down by having some bad relationships, you know. And so instead of me saying, "Well, these were all bad men or bad relationships," mm-hmm. it was like, "Well, what is it inside of me that I'm attracting a certain guy?" Mm-hmm. And what is it that's really important to me? And, and we did the deep dive, and we went into what was my relationship with my father? What was my childhood about? What are the things that in me that I'm looking for in a man? And I happen to have a really good relationship with, with my dad. And I remember you asking me, what were the qualities that you loved about your dad? And, um, and I, had, I had an issue with self-love. And you were one of the first ones that said the soon as you heal that inner part of you, because I was lowering the bar right. so much because I was believing like other women, there's not that many great guys out there. At the time I was in my 50s, you know, and it was just all this nonsense that I had this chatter inside of my head that was so negative and changing the mindset for me is what really brought in changes in me. Can you describe A little bit more about that, about the inner work and what, you know, you could even use me an example. I don't mind. So I feel
2: like, you know, people are like tiny tape recorders. Mm -hmm. And when you are a child, you get imprinted on what you think love looks like. Mm -hmm. And so people are, uh, everybody's trying to look for a different ending to their childhood story, Mm -hmm. but your childhood story only ends one way. What I what I look for, I do, a, you know, something called a heart healing work, which uh, works with heart wounds. Mm-hmm. And I kind of uh, help people locate what those heart wounds are. And then, you know, if love is like medicine, vitamin L, what would be the kind of love that would actually heal your heart?
1: That's
2: right. Right. Because, you know, yeah. a lot of times women, you know, will have a wish list about what they want, but the difference between what you need and what you want are two different things. And mm-hmm. you want, I call it the frosting and the cake. So you want enough, uh, you know, you want your cake, right? But you want enough frosting on it so that you want to eat it too. Right.
1: That's, that's <laughs> so true. I think Extra that, frosting.
2: <laughs> and, yeah. Sometimes people are just eating like frosting right out of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. right. So I have clients that are just eating frosting. And then I have clients that are just like, they've just been like married to um, just cake, yeah. right? cake. Right. And so they get really <laughs> bored. And so it's, I think a lot of it is just it's almost like if you you have to look at love like you're starting a new business
3: Mm.
2: it's a new business venture and you are looking for a hire that is going to be the most important you know when you marry somebody or when you really partner somebody you know they affect your finances they affect your emotional well-being they validate your sensuality and your sexuality they're your emotional touchstone You know, God forbid, if you wind up ill or in the hospital, they could ultimately have the power of life or death over you. So Mm -hmm. I I feel like, you know, vetting men for that job, vetting men for that position and really understanding what you can't live without. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think with you, right, there were some things that were critical, critical, uh, you know, core, core needs that Mm -hmm. were not getting satisfied just because women just go, oh, well,
1: Oh, well, yeah, that's
2: the best that I can do. And yeah. um, so I think I think I think that it's getting that clarity. But then I think it's also really getting clear about what your real relationship goals are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you can find somebody and call it the perfect on paper prints who looks like he's got everything together, right. except that he never wants to get married again. Mm-hmm. Or he never wants to have more children or he doesn't like your kids. Right. right? And so women don't don't disengage and if love is like musical chairs it's just the really the name of the game is like how long do you sit out with somebody yeah when the music has stopped and do you get back in quickly enough
1: when i made my list of what i wanted and what i thought i needed i mean what came to the top of my list was something totally different i didn't even have on my list and that was emotional maturity and a man because that's when what i really wanted was a man i wanted a partner that was something that was new and it actually is the number one thing that i need the most exactly or you know
2: uh you know emotional sobriety and physical Mm. like whatever so that so that's a thing that I also feel like one of the big things also is that with you for example you live in a certain area which is kind of remote mm-hmm. and you felt like oh I'll never meet a man here right and I think when we launched you and we did these amazing makeover photos so I, I really yep. talked about yeah I work with women on kind of picking a romantic style icon and morphing that a little bit with your image because and truthfully makeovers actually it's proven that they kind of affect your brain and your they mm-hmm. really do affect your self-esteem Yes. And so we did these amazing photos of kiri which are gorgeous you know, show them yes. uh, you know as like a little flash thing with this kind of uh interview but they were it's so in her high feminine you mm-hmm. know it's like I, I really feel like what i do is i give permission uh mm-hmm. to women to be as romantic as they want to
1: be mm-hmm.
2: which is different than being sexual
1: yeah right
2: mm-hmm. even though it can look super sexy but it's like I give women permission to really be as romantic as they want to be at every single age. And it's really, it's really about their vision of what romance, what, what yeah. romance looks like so that when men see it, it's like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and then when they read the profile, they're like, <gasps> uh, so it's like a very like 4D experience, yeah, you know, cool. and one of the things that I think women get told a lot is that if they're alpha women,
1: mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. which is.
2: Who here is an alpha woman? Hello. Alpha women often get taught or told that um, being an alpha woman is not being sexy. Right. And it's not being in your feminine.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that's BS. I think that being alpha, being alpha just means you have more juice.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. So there's, I don't know, there's like, there's a lot of things to untangle and a lot of mis- misperceptions you know, and if you're powerful, if you're successful, if you're wealthy, a lot of women feel like, oh, men are going to be intimidated and scared off, mm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: which is not the case. They get intimidated and scared off if you don't know how to be in your feminine with them, right? Right, or right. that if you're super beautiful and successful like periods, is, that um, you know you're going to have to settle for somebody that is not as accomplished as you are which is also not true
1: right
0: would you say one of the myths too what that women believe that men want younger women Mm. and so a lot of what we've heard and even women that are married um, and they get divorced and they're like oh well my husband's dating really young women and as women age and I don't know if that's a I, I do think there's a shift in that, but could you speak into that a
2: little bit and what you've found? Yeah. Well, I feel like, um, young people look hot when they're naked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's really what happens. And, I think oh, of,
1: and, and
2: women also date younger men. So yes, that like, that that's true. Of, you know, that ageism kind of works both ways, mm-hmm. you know, I think that a lot, I think that men like dating women that are beautiful. Mm -hmm. They do. Agree. Just like women like dating men that are handsome.
1: Right. Mm -hmm.
2: Right. It cuts both ways. And when I swipe through photos on profiles, listen, you know, women are very judgy about, you know, hot bellies and unkempt, you know, like, it's just so shocking that people don't pay attention to the backgrounds of their photographs. Yeah, an online date. Anyway, so I think that that cuts both ways. But what I really do feel like is, um, I think that men that really do want a partner, you know, want to be loved, Mm -hmm. and you know, what do they want to be loved for? And we fall in love with people who can see us. Mm -hmm. And so, when you are in a more peer relationship, you have more maturity and the ability to actually see the men you're with. So men that men that are very controlling were sex starved in their marriages often go for younger women just because they can have a lot of sex and they can be in control.
1: Right. Right. But, you know, I want to address the part about the beautiful part because I remember and I've seen other makeovers that you've done with other women. Don't you think it's more about their self-confidence and the way they carry themselves Mm -hmm. and their sensuality and their you know, being feminine, they don't have to be beautiful men or they don't have to be the most handsome men in the world or the most beautiful women in the world. It's just how they feel about themselves and how they project. And because I I've met so many men that have women that are not nearly as great looking as they are. Right. But it's because the way the women make them feel and the way that women feel about themselves. And that seems to be the key.
2: Yeah. When I talk about beauty, though, it's like I've worked with women from every, like from 20 to, I have a client that's 88, every size, every ethnicity. So everybody's beautiful. Of course. So I, you know, that's the thing Mm -hmm. is that I believe that any, any, Mm. every person is beautiful. It's just what, you know, it's like really activating the creativity of what you find romantic. Mm. And then how do you bring out your brand of special? Wow. Like, how do you bring out your... You know what is your romantic brand, and so you know, and it's interesting because a lot of women are dressing like they did the last time they felt sexy, mm. and that could have been in the '90s, right? So it's like updating that look, and uh, you know, and and you know, so some women you look at them and you look go, oh, soccer mom, mm-hmm. right, or corporate, you know, a corporate powerhouse. So it's just really. It's really about, um, you know, so we do like a hair makeover, which is often cute. I just, I just did one with a client who came in, did a private magnet. So I I do private shoots, which is Mm -hmm. what I do with Uh, and I've done a lot of group things, which I'm now working with women on zoom and doing zoom makeovers, which I've done gotten women married all over the world, which is so cute. This
0: would be the most fun job. Your job is so fun, Lauren. It is. And it is. That's so the best job the how did you become a match? I mean, a, a love coach,
2: right? Would you consider Everyone yourself? I ask me for advice. Okay. It was a thing. Like literally my girlfriends were like, I, I don't know how to flirt. What do I do?
1: How do you <laughs> know so much about men though? <laughs> well, how did you know, you know, you get into the minds of men. I mean, did you always know or did it something that you learned? How did that I happen? Was,
2: well, you know, the, th- the truth is, is that my mother loved people. Hmm. My mother was a total people person. So if she was at a nail salon or if she was at a coffee shop or if she was walking down, my mother loved talking to people, mm. finding out who they were, would ask yeah, them questions yeah. oh. and actually had the ability to emotionally connect. So I learned from my mother about, you know, that uh everybody's fascinating, everybody's mm. interesting, and she had a natural curiosity. So I really think it was from her. She also and it was married to my father forever until she passed away, but mm. they were one and done, but she did go out on three dates a day. Did <laughs> she? Re-
1: you scared, Breakfast, Mom? lunch, and dinner.
2: <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, That's and so dinner. Cute. And um, she was hungry. You know, she was like, she liked to eat. So, <laughs> so I really think that I learned how to be curious of, about people uh-huh. and mm-hmm. to not be afraid about asking questions and finding out about who they were and being interested and engaged. And, you know, and then of course, I mean, I just do love Jane Austen and Edith Wharton. And, mm. you know, I love Victorian novels in the bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend it. And I um, <laughs> love it. I love, you know, I love the art of flirting. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you know, but I was appealing to men
1: mm-hmm.
2: and just learned how to flirt. Yeah. You know, and I also had some really bad relationships. So I had to really think about, oh, why did that happen? Mm-hmm. That's through, You know, it made me reflect. Mm-hmm about what I had what had happened and what I could do differently so but I really it was because my girlfriends needed my help so I would dress them do their makeup and mm. then they would call me and then we would go to the we had something called the man trap pack and we would go flirting in the field together <laughs> <laughs> I, would, you know, I was the leader there was a scout a lookout and a sniper and I would take them out every Thursday night and we'd go out on Sundays in our sneakers you know to the farmer's market and basketball courts and i taught them how to flirt
1: she's a very you know good tip? flirt you know teacher
2: how to flirt if you're watching yes this is like okay if you know do not how to break the ice this works for online dating too <laughs> just look at something that a man is wearing or doing and toss him a crumb i call it the magical phrase ah,
4: nice tie, these mm.
1: nice sports
2: mm. and everybody likes to be complimented
1: yeah right yeah
2: and you just like look at of, ah nice tie. <laughs> She yes that easy Yeah, but like looking at somebody, then and then looking Mm -hmm. away, and then looking back, just makes you look like you've got a tick, a Mm -hmm. nervous tick. So don't do that. You know, and just staring at men just makes you—it's too Mm. forward for most women. Yeah, makes women uncomfortable. So I do a lot of like, you know, how to be socially engaged with people in a way that's not going to make people uncomfortable. I was also, I did tons of special events. I used to throw, I mean, I threw hundreds of special like events Mm -hmm. as an event planner and a publicist. So I learned a lot about, you know, social intercourse and you know, the art of bringing people together that way. You
0: know, I was just thinking about when I was, I was divorced at 48 and I remember hanging out with a bunch of women, a bunch of single girls. We would go out on these girls nights and it was Almost, it, it wasn't almost it was depressing because I was like, I'm so going to meet somebody when I'm ready. Like I wasn't there yet. And but I was very much like I, you just have to believe that, you know, yeah. and 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 then when I was around other women, they were like, there's no men out there. There's you know, I'm too old. And you were in that mindset and around that. I found that it was it it made you start questioning. Mm. So I chose to put myself around people that were a lot of my girlfriends that were, yeah, or married or excited about being single. And when it happens, it happens or focused on meeting someone and knew it would happen. So I do think that's a really important thing is to surround yourself with people who believe like you do.
2: Believe we'll in love. Well, mm-hmm. yes. And the thing about a lot of single women, if you've been married, a lot of your friends are married. So all of a sudden you're the odd gal out. Mm-hmm. Like you're the odd yeah. woman out. Mm-hmm. So that, so it's finding that, you know, really, so I suggest that women, first of all, you can sign up, you can just go to my website mm-hmm. so you can go to Lauren com and uh, sign up for some free stuff. And I have a free mm-hmm. newsletter and it just like very simple tips about how to kind of um, reboot your love life. Uh are going to be really helpful, but getting, you know, I, my, I have like a community that's a book women that support each other in the process of flirting and mm-hmm. dating. Right. And, and, I've actually been leading a tele, you know, zoom series called the ring, which is a ring of women that are really committed mm-hmm. to finding love. The biggest problem that most women have is they don't know how to a create space in their calendar to create love. And then they don't really know what to do. And then if you go out on some bad dates or if you get rejected it's very easy to get super disappointed and to stop mm. the process. And for example, I had a woman who um, was in the ring. I had everybody launch at the same time. Not like little things can turn people off really quickly in online dating because uh, truthfully, people are looking for reasons to not go out with you instead of to go out with you. Mm-hmm. They're looking for crazy signs. <laughs> so, um, but this gal had the Magnet, she had beautiful photos, beautiful profile, and the guy, this guy had written to her and he had given her his phone number, right? So just like, what are the rules? A lot of women don't know what the rules are. Yeah. And so we'd given her his phone number and said, you know, and then she said, great. He said, I'd love to have a call. Here's my phone number. And men are doing that because they know that women have stranger danger. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women feel more comfortable calling men from a blocked phone number. So I always suggest that you get something like uh, Google Voice or a burner app. Mm-hmm. Until somebody knows who you are. They don't, mm. you know, knowing who you are is a privilege, it's not a right.
1: Mm. Love that. So,
2: you know, I do a lot of online uh dating safety tips. Anyway, so he gave her his phone number and then she replied, and she gave him her phone number. And then he said, Oh, okay, all right. Well, how about if I call you at this time? And she said, Well, I'll be free at that time. And I said, Oh, you are already in a power struggle with him. Mm right? He gave Mm -hmm. her his phone number. So then she answered with her phone number, which was, no, you do it my way. So just at the Mm. beginning of dating, it's really good to not get into, there are are power struggles that you don't even realize and Mm. signals that you're giving that you don't even realize sometimes a turn off. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what should she have done in that case? What would have been? She should have said, great. Um,
2: how about if I give you a call at eight? Um, you know, I'll be calling from a block number, but I'm looking forward to hearing from you.
1: So it's being positive to a man. It's like welcoming him. It's not stalking him.
2: <laughs> you know, a lot of women are looking for if you want to be with a successful together man. Right. That man has a vision about the kind of woman he's seeing in his car. Mm hmm in his life in his home in his bed in you know hosting a work function
4: mm-hmm. so
2: a lot of women don't understand it's like you need to look like the woman that the man that you're dreaming of is mm-hmm. also dreaming
4: of. Mm-hmm. yes
2: and so period instead of dressing down because you you do have like a natural sexy casual kind mm-hmm. of look needed to just bring the thunder, right? And a lot of women are afraid of scaring men off, but I always say you want to scare men off
1: because online
2: dating, you know, these profiles should actually weed out the wrong people. So you looked just as fabulous and as successful as you are.
1: Mm. Well, thank you for that. Because of that, I met this amazing man, David, and, you know, we've been together now for almost 10 months and uh, we've been going through COVID together. I mean, for four months, he's been staying in my house and with my kids and my kids love him, but he was attracted to what he saw, but there was some effort put into it and it was raising the bar up and people who know him and know me, they're going, you guys are perfect together. It's like you match. And so her system works.
0: Yeah. I, I, what I really noticed is when, so Perry and I went to Lauren did a workshop at our friend Carol's house, Carol Allen. Oh. Remember, Mm. that's where we first, remember we were at that. That's how you, yes. yes. And so,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we were
0: there. Linda was like, come, come, come. And Carol, they were like, come to the, come, Lauren's going to be speaking. So we came and I remember you were just talking for like an hour and so much of what you said made sense. And Mm. it was like, oh shit, I do that. All (laughs) the things not to do. I was like, oh God, I do that too. But it was so nice to have somebody sitting there going, you know what, like, there, there was almost, you felt like it was, um, and it didn't feel inauthentic. It just felt like, hey guys, you uh, might want to take a look at this. This mm-hmm. is how men's brains work, right? And align, align yourself with their vision and be supportive, just like they can be with you, right? But it's right. like there's certain tools and tips that you shared that we both took away. I took away and used them in my relationship and it, It completely transformed our relationship.
1: And it's authentic, too. And it was
0: real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was very authentic. And I think that's what's so beautiful is that is that I noticed with Perry when she was working with you, her confidence was going all of a sudden she's like flipping through her phone. I'm like, what the (laughs) heck are you doing? (laughs) She's like, like, oh, I've got, you know, it was so cute. It was like she was really lit up and excited about the process instead of dreading it. And that was really, really
1: cool. To yeah. see your friend. Well, also,
2: because that. like, you know, at a certain, I think you were like, oh, I'm at this certain age. Mm-hmm. I can only have that. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, I lowered oh, the bar. Oh, you're at
2: this age. You can have exactly what you want. <laughs> yes. So yeah. That's what women don't get told. And it's really sexist. It's very old time thinking. And mm-hmm. it's just, we're in a totally different age. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think one of the, the big thing though with me is that I really feel like, when you understand what you actually can partner and what you can't partner, a lot of the work that I do is like, okay, what do you want? And what can't, what, what must you have Mm -hmm. and what's your vision about what you want your life to look like? Mm -hmm. You know, so one of the things that I talked about in that workshop at Carol's house was men can have a lot of what you want, but it's if you can't support the things that they are the most committed to, you can't be with that man. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of women try to, you know, accommodate men, you know, who they don't really believe in. Right. So this is the thing. It's like, you really, I really feel like in order for women to be loved the way that they need to be loved, you need to really believe in what the man's really about and be on board. And if you can't be on board called the man's mission with the thing that he's the most passionate about Mm -hmm. or is the most committed to. So for some men, it's just like being the perfect father. With some men, it's making a ton of money or with some men. You know, it's writing, you know, going to outer space, whatever that thing is. And sometimes in these later um, stage relationships, men have, you know, built the career they've done, Mm -hmm. you know, they've climbed that mountain and now they want an epic love. And when they fall in love, like they fall like redwoods in the forest. They are like 14 year old (laughs) girls. They're so romantic. Oh, yes. And love becomes the primary thing. So it's very important for women. And it's not that women don't have mission also, but you've got to make sure that whatever the man's really focused on is something you can support because if you can't, he will remove you.
1: Yeah. And you know what, why should a woman pretend? And that was something I remember Diane asked me, she said, well, when you going through this makeover, did you feel still authentic? Because there's some women that have resistance about, well, I'm not going to change myself for a man, or I'm not going to do this for a man. It's like what you don't understand, you're not doing it for a man, you're doing it for yourself. And you're not being somebody else that you're not. Mm -hmm. And if anything, you're lifting your belief in yourself, then you're being more authentic in yourself. But you're also using and learning tools, as Diane was Mm -hmm. talking about, that makes it, you know, it's fun. It's playful
2: oh it's fun it's- i would love to be a matchmaker <laughs> yeah I think well so online dating is um you have to look at it i mean if you if you are date, if you're single and you're not dating, first of all in the age of covid that is the giant bar in the sky right that is it so and i have clients that are falling in love all over the world mm-hmm. because this time has really made people like especially if you're single and living alone
4: mm-hmm. you're like
2: how did this happen? Mm -hmm. You know, and all the comforts of being single, you know, the things that allowed people to be single and comfortable before have been removed like Soho house or going out with your girlfriends or so this isolate, you know, so I have couples that are meeting FaceTiming and then meeting and literally moving in together and falling and kind of like what happened with you Mm -hmm. and your partner. It's just like new relationships that you wouldn't have, that wouldn't have progressed that well. So Online dating is like a focus group. It's literally like advertising and marketing. So whatever you're getting back has has so much to do with, it, with what you're putting out. Trust me.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
2: not them. It is you. If you are not getting respectful, appreciative, oh my God, wow, your amazing responses. If men are sending you dick pics, that never happens to my clients.
0: So the stigma around online dating I mean, it is, it is the way people date now. And I know people more our age are, are slower to the party, right? On online dating. Or are you finding more people in their fifties and sixties getting online and meeting Everybody's people? online.
2: Everyone's everybody doing is. it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Everybody's online. It's like, if you're single, that's where everybody is. If you want to be dating. Wow. And especially right now, there's no place. There's, I mean, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? You go to the coffee shop without yeah. being afraid of like dying. You're wearing Jesus. your mask. <laughs> it's like. And also, here's the other thing. Because of masks, because of the, the mask culture, which is going to be our culture for a while. Mm. Who knows? Years? I don't know. Right. You can't see what people look like anymore.
1: Yeah. I know. So
2: so I'm having clients FaceTime date or even Zoom date mm-hmm. so that men can see what you look like in real time and vice versa. And especially if mm-hmm. people are meeting. You know, I had a client in LA connect with somebody in New York City. People are falling in love at great distance now also. Mm. So you can, you can expand all your search preferences and they had, they kept it flirty, but not dirty, which was their (laughs) phrase, not mine.
4: I'd love it.
2: But uh, (laughs) they had phone dates, you know, I would say get on the phone and men that were not willing to get on the phone before everybody's willing to get on the phone now Mm. first. Mm. And then you can say after first phone call, just go, Oh, I'm feeling so comfortable on the phone. Perhaps, you know, it'd be really fun to FaceTime, you know, Face Mm. set up a FaceTime date. Yeah. You know, and then it's really good to get a ring light. I, t- I teach women how to like set themselves up for these dates
1: right. and you have
2: know, to treat a FaceTime date like, like a date. date.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And they literally were on the phone every day and then they FaceTime once a week and then they met each other. Finally, they met in the middle from New York to LA and they are madly in love. Like it's a thing. He's gonna mm. live here and they're going mm. to like listen to all the, more no, like, like, this. All like Aw. Aw. <laughs> She's a fairy godmother. I you know. And then you have another client who was dating somebody for a couple of months and lived in Australia and she was in New York. And I was like, Honey, what are you doing in New York? Go to Australia. She went to Australia, she quarantined for two weeks. So they are mm-hmm. amazing. Oh so it's the yeah. most exciting time to find. And also men were treating dating, you know, dating like, oh, it's a candy store. I'll take a box, you know, bite out of this chocolate. Yes. And this chocolate. And they can't do that anymore either. Uh huh. So it's changing the entire They're landscape like my my of wife. dating. I don't know how to cook a chicken. I still personally don't need, know how to cook a chicken.
1: That's so, so it's funny. just like, you know. Can we hear about the 88 year old? Okay. Because you told me the story about her. I just want to I have several. Just, I'll tell okay, because these this is amazing. It gives me hope to Later on, just listen. Kind of keep the romance going. I have an 88-year-old
2: client that was like, Lauren. <laughs> She's in New York City. She's very fancy. I've got several. One's a Park Avenue Princess. Another one is like Helene is awesome. Okay. Helene was like, listen, match boring, fumble, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I like the icons. I like the swiping is faster. She is she's doing like dates where they're meeting and they're walking by the river. It's adorable. And then I have another client who um, literally is she's like Perry. Like I did a shot like literally I dressed her like Perry. Like oh, she's like it. such I had her in a fedora. I love it. Yeah, so like and she was like, I can't wear that. Uh, One of the secrets to looking great is to dress 10 years younger than you would normally look. Yeah. It's just yeah. They are dating their tits off. No way. There, <laughs> yeah. I love, love it.
0: Everywhere.
1: Oh, I love, love it. Love
0: is everywhere. I love that. Yes, love is everywhere.
1: So, what are some tips that women can do to to light up their sensuality again?
2: Oh, just do a makeover with me. Mm. I love it. I mean, yeah. I feel like I feel like if you have gotten hurt in relationships. Mm-hmm. A lot of women have, I, I actually had a relationship with a guy that cheated on me mm-hmm. and it was, you know, my mother passed away and, uh, he was just hot. He mm-hmm. was too dumb to love, really.
3: He it's was too awesome. dumb was to so love. love.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was not my kind of person, <laughs> <laughs> which are like rocket scientists. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, So I don't usually like the cast of characters in my love life has been I've dated Some of the most important men of our time, but uh, you know, some also very hot men. Yeah. So, uh, and the two are not mutually exclusive, but often they are. Yes. So anyway, so I dated this guy and he was just like hot and connected with him on match. Right. Mm -hmm. We went on a date. I was like, Oh, you know, he's just hot. So (laughs) passed away and I came back and he was so nice that literally like for a year I was in such deep grief Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, I dated him, had amazing sex, you know, grief is good for sex. So, um, (laughs) lots of comfort. And then a year after she died, it popped up out of my grief. And I was like, Oh my God, what am I how am I going to get rid of them? What do I do? <laughs> you were <laughs> in, you were in. And I said to him, I said, honey, you know, it's just like, do we really see a future together? And he was like, yeah, I was like, mm. and I felt so guilty. I couldn't break up with him. And oh. then I found out he was cheating. I was like, oh. thank God. Thank God. Next. Thank <laughs> God he was cheating
1: because I felt, I
2: felt so guilty. And this is excellent. This is like such an excellent tip. If you've been cheated on. Anyway. So we did break up and, um, you know, but I was feeling so guilty, but being cheated on and he'd been like madly in love with an unrequited love affair Mm -hmm. for many years. And it wasn't personal when you're cheated on, it's often not personal. It's Mm -hmm. just their intimacy issue. For me, it freed me, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, of my feeling sorry about wanting to break up with him, but you know, I feel like when when that happens, it's totally a knock to women's self-esteem. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So if you've ever been cheated on, ladies, this is what you do. You just say to the man, I've paid for this emotionally. I shouldn't pay for this financially too. You need to write me a check. <gasps> I'm going to need to go to therapy, EMDR, and the spa. And you know, he did write me a check, and I went to the spa, and I never shed a tear after that. Oh,
1: I love that is that. my advice. I've had to it. I love mental that fear. it helps alleviate their guilt. Yeah, they, they don't want to be guilty, it. right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lord. But bringing back your sensuality, mm-hmm. if you've been cheated on, or if you've mm-hmm. been. um you know, a lot of women just are not feeling good about their bodies. Like yeah. I work with women. They say, oh, I'm 10 pounds. You know, I feel a little overweight. I'm like, truthfully, men don't care. Mm-hmm. If you feel great about yourself, and it was what period was talking about in terms of confidence, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how old you are. If you are really in or what shape you are, mm-hmm. some of the happiest marriages and the most moving magnets are women who are plus you know, size 26. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just yummy, voluptuous, and delicious, sexy beasts. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, they're you know, just like I shouldn't have said the word beasts, but it's like there was like a there's a woman who's <laughs> she was kind of sexy was like you are a sexy beast. So it's just really about you know, yeah. And sometimes I have women that are size twos that complain about their weight that are more insecure. That's so not it attractive. is yeah. like in the mind. Yeah. And it is just about owning who you are. And
1: right.
2: at the end of the day, men want to be with somebody who can love
1: them. Yeah, exactly. And you can't, and you don't know how to love them unless you know how to love yourself.
2: But this is what I'm going to say. So when I do these magnets. Okay. Sometimes women look more beautiful often, always than they have in years or in their lives, right? So you're putting out an image and a vision of love that's more profound than anything that you normally walk around within your day to day, like that gold or a dress. You yes. do walk around in Sun Valley like that, right? I
1: know. I know.
2: So when men see you like that, they believe that's who you are, mm-hmm. and then they speak to you as if you were that person, mm-hmm. and it is a healing for your soul. It's a it's a, yes. it's a self esteem healing for women to be told you're beautiful. You're and and the way that they're being addressed is so respectful, and so you know, kind of worshipful. That what happens is that gap between how you feel inside. Mm-hmm is healed by how people are reflecting you mm-hmm. back to you from the outside.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And then you start seeing yourself through the other person's eyes. Yeah, And that is actually what heals because you can sit at home in your room and go, I love myself. I love myself. But really the reason why we need people is because we need the love that we get from them. It's like plants and the sun. And sun. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's like a little bit of a mind trip to say, I've got to love myself before i can love somebody else or be loved by somebody else
4: right
0: i
2: feel like you need to do you need to put yourself in the ring it's like trying to get a great job it's like taking action yeah. you know and yeah. doing it first. you can say i am yeah. worthy of a great job sure i deserve a great job yeah i'm capable but if you don't write a resume mm-hmm. if you don't get skills yeah yeah you don't put yourself out if you're not willing to fail yeah. then you know and it's like if you're not you, you have to be willing to be disappointed mm-hmm. in order to find and create anything great you have to be willing to try and then just go nope or have somebody go nope and then keep moving on have the courage you know you have to believe you have to want love more than your fear of being disappointed yeah it's
0: courageous yeah. i mean to put yourself out there you know for a lot of women you know, Absolutely. You put yourself out and in in, in On the internet, I was going to ask you a question. Do people go back and look at, you you know, they see their dating profiles, but then what about the social media? So, do you tell your clients to clean up their social media pages as well, or do people, you know, all of that kind of stuff?
2: Well, a lot of my clients meet people through LinkedIn, Mm. Instagram. Like Mm -hmm. young kids, like young people are falling in love. You know, getting DM'd on in on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So that's that's another way of so when I do these shoots, I often say don't put mm-hmm. your don't put photographs that you would normally put on um, don't use professional photos that are Googleable on your so on your Mac site,
3: mm-hmm.
2: for example. Okay. Or Tinder Bumble, because they can drop those photos in and do a Google image search and then find out everything about you. And so sometimes we'll do some photos that are just for social media. Mm-hmm.
0: So Lauren, when people get for, for any of the listeners that might want to look you up and work with you, do you, once once they start, they're ready to go and they put themselves out there and they start to get people, you know, asking them or just connecting with them, do you go through those people as well and really help them to hone in on their day?
2: Yeah. So we go, I go through the, you know, emotional heart healing work, the getting a vision of love together, talking about what's short circuited you in the Past and getting really like your shopping list really mm-hmm. clear so that you understand what's really important to find. Yeah. And uh, then we do photos. We can do makeover uh, together uh, virtually or in person. And then I launch people and then I go through their inboxes with them. Mm-hmm. And then I'll actually mm-hmm. find men for them to date
1: mm-hmm.
2: and email those men uh, for them.
1: And I think that was the other mindset, too. Instead of thinking about it as work or, oh, my gosh, I've got to go through all this and put myself out there. Get rid of that mindset and say, hey, you know what? This is going to be fun for me. And I'm looking forward to it. And I'm ready for love.
3: Mm -hmm. And that was the
1: thing that she asked me. Are you ready for love? And I went, "Mm, I don't know. She goes, "Okay, well, let's clean that up first.
2: Well, that's that's like the that's like the wreckage. So sometimes it's like you want to plant a garden. You've got to pull some weeds. Mm -hmm. So. pulled the weeds and we figured out what we wanted to plant. Then we watered it. Then, you know, and then magic happens. A lot of them, the thing is, is that I make the process fun. Like I know, I know how to make the process fun because it's really not that fun for most people. It's like, it is like a chore and you know, your people have tender hearts and it can be wounding to be rejected. And then there are some flaky people. And so A lot of what I do is I help, you know, I would say I'm like a reality person, a reality producer, or like a detective, you know, I'm a profiler of people. Mm -hmm. So I teach women how to look at profiles and to read what's in between the lines
3: Mm
4: -hmm.
2: of what men are saying. So you can find, so that you, I teach women how to spot what they're looking for, Mm -hmm. you know, so that they can kind of weed through. So that's, that's also what happened with you. Mm -hmm. Definitely you know, you just need an education on how to like, understand what you were looking at and yeah. feel confident that you could dismiss people. Yes. That weren't really up right. to far. And when everybody's got a story about why they're single. So I live in a small town. I'm right. over 50. I'm yeah. 20 pounds overweight. I have a special needs child. Like the yeah. thing is that whatever your you think your deficit is, I call it the roses and the thorns, mm-hmm. whatever your thorns are, are going to be perfect for the perpo- for the person that's right for you. Yeah. So for example, this last little story, I had a client who was a feng shui master and, um, I launched her online. And I looked at her old, old profile and I said, well, honey, why aren't you saying that you're a feng shui master? And she said, well, people will think I'm weird. And I was like, there's a newsflash. You are. Hold <laughs> it. You're fabulous. <laughs> yeah. So She put that she was a feng shui master and she wound up being with a man who made feng shui fountains. Of course she did. So the very mm. thing that you think you're going to get rejected for is the very reason why somebody who's right for you is going to be Wildly yeah. attracted to you. That's mm-hmm. right.
0: There is someone for everyone. Yeah. Do you, Lawrence, for people that can't like have you as a one-on-one coach? Do you put? Do you have programs online that they can just yeah. learning mm-hmm. how to like yeah. decipher the online experience and
2: all of that? I you do. have that. Okay, great. I do. Okay. Yeah, I've got. um You know, I'm doing live Zoom classes. When I actually, it's so funny because with my business. I got very reinvigorated. I launched a Bath and Body line called Love Script that you know mm-hmm. over the last mm-hmm. year and a half, yeah. which has been really fun and fact the fun and Foxy Charm coming up, and, and it's, it's very yummy. <laughs> I got super invigorated about my love coaching business again um, uh, during the age of COVID because I was like, okay, my girls need me, and I, I always have had clients, but I was just like, oh you know, this is like an uptick. And so I have a free newsletter on my website. And then I have a lot, you know, I've got my ebook, I've got podcasts that are free. Mm -hmm. And then I've got, you know, courses that I teach that you can join that are on zoom. So it's really, there's like a lot of ways to learn from me.
1: And also phone calls. I was part of those phone calls. We had like hundreds of women on together and you would pick a, a topic. I was on those at least once or twice a week. And they're fabulous. Yeah. And it has all kinds of really great tools and information mm. that yeah, I like mean, the
2: cyber flirt toolkit. If you're, if you're dating, if you are dating online and it's not working, oh, which we'll talk it. about how to like to do DIY photos mm-hmm. and um, so a DIY profile template and how to launch and what apps are fun and helpful and how to use the features mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and things to say, comment mm-hmm. and do. And a lot of it's like dating Tai Chi. It's like, it's like what, what Perry was sharing about. It's like, if men ask you to do something, there's two kinds of men in this world, a man that wants to please women Mm -hmm. and a man that wants to get pleased by women.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: So you want to find a man that wants to please. So if you, so really you need to set it up so you feel safe.
3: Mm
4: -hmm.
2: And a man that's going to give you a hard time about that is just, it's already a white love test. It's already, he's the wrong person. Mm -hmm. So it's understanding what is, uh, going to make you feel comfortable. So I give you like a little roadmap on how a woman with really high self esteem would date. Mm-hmm. And I just, you, then you just do it because truthfully a lot of women have great lives without men.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You
2: sure. know, we live in an age where it's like, if you've got your finances secure, if you've got your children, if you've got your money, even property or prestige, it's like, then the only reason you have a partner is because
1: for that, It's going to be real love. Yeah. And partnership. Mm -hmm. I'm having so much fun being in a true partnership. You're so awesome. This is so fun. I know. And I hope all the women out there listening, I hope we've inspired you and Mm -hmm. given you hope because love is out there and it really is for everybody and men too. Mm -hmm. You know, we were just talking to to Mike, our sound guy here, our video (laughs) guy, and he was just saying, you know, he's looking for that too. Men are as well as women as women are.
0: Yeah, he's like I don't know how to online date. Like it's a whole different world. Like how yeah. do we text and da da da? da. He said yeah. the same exact thing. So,
1: looking at Mike's going really. Mike's are you over talking there about blushing. me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, sweetie. So, we're going to let people know it's just laurenfrancis.com. It's laurenfrancis.com, you can google the man
2: magnet makeover, which will take you to my site. And I think Cupid's inbox also will take you to a free podcast mm. or lovescript.com uh you can get free podcasts and um yeah be delighted and actually if you find me through this podcast just write what is the name own your throne own your throne and i will send you a free gift oh you a free there you go gift. I love that. my my ebook is relaunching i did a big rewrite on it and i updated it because mm-hmm. i'd written in 2005 it turned into a bestseller in a bunch of languages. And I just, I'm going to do a re-release. So I'll send them all a free copy of Dating, Mating, and Manhandling. Wow. How fun
0: is that? Lauren, you're so lit up right now. I can tell life is good. Yeah. It's great. That's awesome. having so much fun. So we have a last question that we ask all of our guests. Yes. The last question is, our show is called Own Your Throne. So what does Own Your Throne mean to you?
2: Oh, that's such a good question. I feel like... You know, it's interesting. I feel like I was really encouraged when I was young because I lived in Soho during a really fun time in New York City. I was around some of the great artists of our time. I feel like I got really, and I was actually sort of raised by, I was around a lot of amazing drag queens. Mm, (laughs) When I was young, somebody was once saying, why are you the way that you are? And I was like, because I'm really from Jersey, exit nine. (laughs) My dad was the head of endocrinology for Mark. I lived in a very middle-class family, but I do have like a love of, you know, the fabulous. So Mm. I was doing a lot of like very flamboyant, awesome gay men that really encouraged me to be the most progressed version of myself, my femininity as I could be. Mm. And I feel like owning your throne for me is about, owning my empowered feminine
4: mm.
2: my empowered creative feminine and that i don't have to sacrifice being feminine
4: mm-hmm.
2: being really being i love being a woman yes,
4: mm-hmm. yes i love too. it
2: and i teach women how to own their femininity so i think owning your throne is really about just being the most expressed version of yourself and also the most useful mm. version of yourself that you can be like how can i be i do a lot of how can I be yeah so i really Fabulous. believe of service and a lot of causes that I support that are meaningful. So, owning your throne is like owning your femininity and your creativity, and then also really creating impact in the world.
1: Mm. Love that. Thank you, Lauren. You're awesome. You are awesome. Love, Love doctor. Girl
0: so much fun. i
1: know fairy godmother all those good names <laughs> <news. laughs> you've got a smile on my girlfriend's I face it's i perfect. <laughs> love you sweetie thank you for taking the time you. and yeah. just sharing your thoughts and wonderful wisdom we love you thank you
2: so much and it's like it's such a, it's such a joy it's such a joy watching you transform mm. and blossom and believe in love and then manifesting it is just like the cherry on top
1: well thank you sweetie i know he's pretty special You'll meet him one day. All right, love you, girl. (laughs) I love you too, honey. Bye. Bye. See you later.
0: This podcast was created by Perry and I because we both met at school getting our master's in spiritual psychology where we learned the tools and techniques to really heal, reclaim, and redefine the second chapters of our lives.
1: And you'll also learn some tools and techniques from our guest. All you have to do is go and subscribe and leave some comments. Let us know what you think about the shows as well as maybe you have some ideas of other guests that we could have. So enjoy the conversations and we look forward to hearing from you. And be sure and check out our website which is ownyourthrone.co and we have some freebies for you so be sure and check us out.